Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shanna and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Welcome. We truly appreciate all the support that we got from our listeners that tuned into our first episode on self-love. We, at the end of that episode, asked people to set an intention to do something for themselves. Shanna, what did you do? I actually went on a hike with my daughters. It was a lovely time. The weather was beautiful, and we really enjoyed the amazing Castlewood Canyon in Colorado. One of my favorite places in the world. I know. And you went out there for what reason? I went out there because I needed to find a stone for this class that I am taking this weekend. And it needed to be just a stone from nature on a walk. Just kind of setting my intentions with the stone as part of the class that I'm taking on Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Sounds amazing. Did you do anything? I did. I actually took some time away from home and went and ate lots of food, lots and lots of food with some friends of mine and just took time to enjoy laughing and eating. And I don't do that often, especially when my husband's home because he's not home often because he travels. So yeah, we had an awesome time and ate some amazing food. I'm a foodie. (laughs) So today's podcast is about spiritual awakening. Last podcast was about self-love, and I do believe that self-love in itself is a mini awakening Mm -hmm. um, that will lead to a deeper spiritual awakening. Absolutely. They are definitely connected. Yeah. So, you know, it has many names, so you don't have to call it spiritual awakening. I mean, it's called the shift path to enlightenment, salvation, self-realization, has many names. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that is common, no matter what you call it, is that usually this does not come easy. Nope. I looked up the definition of awakening um, online and saw that uh, the noun is the act of waking from sleep. The adjective is coming into existence or awareness. And I think for me, awareness is key. I found a definition that also described the spiritual awakening. It's being spiritually aware of the universe and its direct metaphysical connection to one's own being and the connection it has with all life forces. Hmm. Does that align with maybe what you would describe and define spiritual awakening? It does, yeah. I kind of broke it down and wrote in my notes that For me, I felt like an electrical cord that had been trying to provide electricity to myself and to everyone around me, but I failed to realize I was not plugged into the source. And the source for me is God. So after I plugged myself in and after I awakened, the source was running through me, naturally around me, and in everything I was touching. And I was awakened. I was more open. I was, I I feel like everything about me became more open, open open-minded, open to new ideas, new emotions, new experiences, new knowledge, new ways, new relationships. I was open to new self, new music, new practices, new foods. I mean, I could go on and on. So a spiritual awakening for me was about awakening and being open and connected. So those words, when you were talking, I mean, so it's awareness, connection, being open. All of those Mm -hmm. words define to me as well what a spiritual awakening is. Um, I also believe that it's the separation of the ego and soul. 
discover the journey and your purpose. So all of that at a deeper level, being more aware, open, connected. So yes. Those words again. Yeah. I put you're open to the source and to the world and you're present more in the higher self than in the ego. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. And most people arrive here through pain and suffering. I know for me, I, I was living my life the ego's way. I was you know, I tried my damnedest to fit in and live the path of the world's way, my parents' way. It was a conditioned way. And when that plan and dream didn't really align with my soul, I kind of lost control. Absolutely. Chaos. Yeah. I, you know, some people call spiritual awakening that you're asleep and then you wake up. You know, that's a description Um, But it can be a very painful, confusing time. I know that I was living overly focused on other people's problems and issues. I didn't have any boundaries. Definitely was codependent. And the more I said that I was codependent, the more I was codependent. I loved Hmm. that word. Everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm codependent. Hmm. Um, I was very insecure. I felt very stuck in my life. Stuck. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely had lost myself. I think a lot of mothers, you know, not only do they struggle with self-love, they feel very stuck at times. Like, Well, and I think we run, I felt like I was just running in circles. Oh. Like I, I felt just, like I was about to run into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about constantly, I mean, you said stuck, but for me, I, I pictured like a hamster on a hamster wheel. Yeah. And just, you can't get off. And, like, I remember saying so many times in my life, I was spiraling out of control. Just out of control. I had no control of my life. I definitely was living by the ego. The ego was controlling my life. And the more I tried to control it, the less control I had. And this all turned into mental and physical illnesses. And I was very unhealthy. My relationships were unhealthy. I had no self-love. Trying to basically keep my head above water. And of course, we talked about it last episode. I don't ask for help very easily. So it was really until the ego was almost completely destroyed and had completely felt like I, my life was being destroyed that I actually connect with my soul. And this had really happened after a lot of grief in my life. I had a lot of losses um, over a short amount of time, and I felt very defeated but in the stillness within myself, I heard my soul say, don't give up. Mm-hmm. And it was that small little voice. And I, I never will feel the same. But I did, I did know that most of the physical and mental symptoms that I was experienced prior to understanding a spiritual awakening were of my soul resisting. Or mm-hmm. myself resisting my soul's path. Because everything... That was coming at me. I wanted to control it because the ego just, you know, was so powerful in, within me. Everything was about, you know, these superficial, worldly possessions, standards of, you know, what people say you should do as you grow up. You're supposed to, you know, graduate, go to college. You're supposed to then have a family, go to church every Sunday, like, you know, have a perfect little family. I was trying to do all that, you know, and my heart was in the right place. There's always this little passion inside of me for something more. And I just kind of fought against those 
colleagues that were like, hey, you know, you're good at this. And of course, I was like, no, that I'm, I need to not mess around with stuff like that because I need to get back to what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. what the world says I'm supposed to do. And it, the thing was is it really wasn't aligned with my soul. And that's why my, my um, life was spiraling. Mm-hmm. And that's why I found myself lost and in pain. So you had to hit bottom. I did. I totally. And, and no mud, no, lo- no lotus. I mean, that's what they say. So you were similar to me. I had to hit a bottom too. I actually think I might have hit bottom quite a few times. <laughs> but unfortunately, that is part of awakening is that you have, for us, we had to experience darkness and hitting a bottom. And as I say, good things don't come easy. And this did not come easy. For me, I actually wrote down when my spiritual awakening first was lit inside of me. And I'm just going to share what I wrote. For me, I had to die to awaken. Twice, as a matter of fact. I had to completely detach from my body and my mind and only be my soul. That's what happened. Ironic that I had to sleep to awaken. So during my first asthma attack, I had an outer body experience. And the second one that I had left me on life support. I experienced an awakening the first time, but I was young and not ready to receive it. So I tried to push it away and resist it, like you said, Shanna. And I silenced my awakening and my soul by blocking myself to the sunlight of the spirit with drugs and alcohol and worldly temptations. So I chose to ignore it the first time. I was about 18. I do believe that once that light is lit, though, that it doesn't burn out. It continued to stay in me, but I chose to resist it like Shannon. It did continue to grow brighter and brighter, but unfortunately, it took a lot more trauma and in my journey and for me to hit rock bottom. Some people's souls are just stubborn. Uh, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> me too. So there you go. I, anyone that knows me, that would definitely be a word that they would describe me. Stubborn. We get in our own ways. Absolutely. So the second near-death experience left me in a coma where I crossed over. And I also believe that DMT was possibly released into my brain. Uh, DMT, I would try to pronounce that word, but I would slaughter it and it would be a joke. But DMT is what they call a spiritual molecule. They believe that it was, it's really, it, well, it's released from your, your, what, your penal gland, yeah. which is also known as like the third eye. And that's a whole episode. And it's also itself. found in ayahuasca for ceremony purposes of healing. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. It's considered, you know, it's con- like in some religious ceremonies and various settings, they use it at, for an awakening and to help you to get deep spiritual insight. So after I woke up from my coma, I was hallucinating for days, and I believe it was from the DMT, but also it was the beginning of relighting my awakening that I had when I was younger. It fueled it. And that awakening continued for many years for me and was extremely painful and intense. But I can say today that it was very worth going through all of that. 
And that was kind of my experience around awakenings. So, yeah, that was a very scary time for myself too because I, I like I just lost another good friend and oh my that God. happened I mean, during the all midst of, of all of your chaos. Yeah, I, it was a very scary sadness. time for me. I'm just spiraling out of control, and Mandy has been like my soulmate. So I mean, how could I possibly lose her? Of course, I was experiencing just so much sadness, worry, anxiety during that time. And after she even came through it, she had a, you know, she had a long road of recovery. Many years of recovery and many, many years of these awakening symptoms. But she was different after. I mean, she was very sensitive to everything. She would talk about these rings in her ears and thing is, is that even though I didn't go through a coma or almost, you know, die, I feel like what happened to me is similar in the way that my ego was actually detaching from me yeah. um, in its own death of, of some way or in or its own destruction. And I was having similar symptoms as Mandy due to the same thing, although I hadn't been in a coma. My symptoms were very much the same as hers, very heightened you know, so sound. Was... Sounds were huge for me. I remember being in a restaurant one time and realizing I could hear the light bulbs buzzing yeah. and someone dropped a fork across the place and I literally almost jumped out of my chair. Right. And it got to the point where I was constantly telling my family to turn on the TVs yeah. and the radios. I, I couldn't handle being in crowds. I couldn't handle a lot of stimulation. And when she says senses... We're talking all of your senses. My taste, Shanna was smelling weird things. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was smell not. I mean, I had a specific smell that I was smelling, and it would be in one area. And I would bring people over. I'd be like, "Come over here. It's right here. The smell's right yeah, here." Yeah, what was it? it? Was something freaking weird? What, how did you describe it? It was well, uh, it's like, like propane or something like that. I don't. I it was hard to describe. Remember, we googled it for hours and hours and hours trying to figure out what it was. Phantom smell. That that's what they're called. They call yeah. it a phantom. That's what they call it. Um, but I just thought it was at my house at first. I thought I was smelling mice. Do you remember that? I was oh, like, yeah. I think I'm smelling mice. <laughs> yeah. And then this is why we thought we were going crazy. Yeah, I I'm like, my best friend's smelling mice. What the frick is wrong? Well, with and her? then when I was researching it, it even said that like that could be like a form of schizophrenia. Oh, and so sure. I was like, oh, I'm really losing my mind now. You know, I, yeah. I just got done being diagnosed for my physical symptoms as fibromyalgia. And now yeah. um, I'm on this medicine for that. I am. T- I just was diagnosed with ADHD because I can't remember shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And now literally I'm going crazy. I have schizophrenia because I'm smelling like this phantom smell. Yeah. And nobody else can smell it. And I, d- yeah. I had an, I had a CAT scan done in my brain. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Two of them. Of my navel cavity. I went to the doctor. Do you know what she's, her outcome was? Because, of course, they found nothing. But she, you know what? She sat down with me. And she knows me. Um, I've had her for a long time. She's actually the most amazing doctor. But she said, you know what, Shanna? I know you've been going through kind of a spiritual awakening. Wow. And I do believe that maybe you're just sensing and smelling energy. Whoa. That's and I was so... like, what? You're <laughs> validating this craziness? <laughs> so I was like, okay. Yeah. But a lot of the symptoms that I would look up that I had were pointing. Yeah, what other ones? Let's talk about some other ones. Well, I know waking up in the middle of the night, I was having the craziest dreams. Not only crazy dreams, they were actually like 
they were intuitive dreams. Like yeah. things would happen after yes. this. I, w- I would wake up every, every night as well. Uh, I would wake up at three, between three and 4 a.m. almost every single night. I also had severe, severe joint pain. And when I say severe, I, I could barely walk. I was having those headaches. And I actually was having hypno headaches, which I love all the new terms that I've learned through this. They have a name for everything. But it's the kind of headache that comes from no activity. So it would wake me up out of a dead sleep. Oh, God, those sleep. are the worst. Yeah, and I those had restless leg syndrome that would wake me up out of a dead sleep. Mm-hmm. So here I am trying to sleep. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Getting sleep was was a, is a huge part of my journey. When I started sleeping better, my days got a lot easier. Mm-hmm. A lot easier. So, absolutely. It's so important. I also had a lot of numbness in my hands and my feet. My I thyroid was out of whack. I was also diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I had <laughs> hair loss. Oh, I, yeah. We had vitamin deficiencies. We had vitamin deficiencies, mm-hmm. joint pain. I already said that. What else? Um, I mean, we could seriously go on and on. The memory loss was absolutely insane. You know how a lot of our women out there that are listening, you un- that have been pregnant, you understand this. It was like when you're pregnant, you're very forgetful. But this was like times 100. When over, I was definitely overthinking a lot that at that time. I couldn't connect. I definitely felt lost and confused of what was going on. So here I am having all these symptoms. My best friend's having these symptoms. We're both being diagnosed with the same thing. We did have different experiences leading to what had, you know, eventually been all of these symptoms that led to spiritual awakening, but... They both kind of came from the destruction of this ego, ego, us connecting to the soul, us becoming more aware of this energy. Of course, we could bounce off of each other, you know, and said, oh, okay, but that makes sense. So I'm glad that I had Mandy through this. I'm really not sure if I would have been able to become so aware of that. I might have pushed it away again and actually ended up more out of control. Well, and I think that's part of our reason we're sharing today. It's because we yeah, want other we people. I can't imagine if I didn't have you to accept yeah. my craziness. Yeah. I thought this was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you really even start to doubt your belief systems. I want to ask you guys, how much of what you believe in have you been told to believe? And of that, how much have you actually experienced I mean, this could be about your belief systems. This could be about yourself, your politics, your whatever. But we are told to be these people. And we try to be these people. But how much of this has actually, how much have you felt? Experienced. Yeah. How much have you actually um, been able to go through it to know it? I always tell my kids that. I'm like, you guys think you know everything, you smart little generation. But you guys haven't experienced these things. You only read the read about them online. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a whole nother thing when you experience because things. when you awaken, yeah, you want and to. you feel that way, you you get this overwhelming urge to, because of the awareness because of the awareness the connection. To, yeah, to this go and experience and learn everything all over again for yourself. Yeah. So in in that, you're right. I I felt detached sometimes I felt isolated and alone sometimes I felt almost scared and fearful 
because I was going into the unknown and everything that I'd ever been taught or told was becoming unfamiliar, like I stated in my definition of my spiritual awakening. And so, yeah, the physical symptoms were hard, but the emotional symptoms were just as hard. Yeah. Well, I know as I became more open and connected and aware, I started to seek therapy because I just was sick of taking the meds. I had so many meds. It was ridiculous. And I said, you know what? I don't want to be on all this anymore. Do you remember we both did that at the same time? I actually had moved to Washington and I took myself off of everything. I remember when you did that. And because I just felt like one medication was adding another symptom. And and not only that, but I wanted, I wanted to start fresh. I wanted it out of me and I'm not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not suggesting that Mm -hmm. to our listeners, but for me, that's what worked. And I did it under a doctor's supervision. Yeah, I, I, so I, I went to a therapist. I made an appointment. I went there and I said, you know what? I said, I don't want to take these antidepressants anymore. I don't, I want to understand why. Why do, why have I had anxiety my whole life? You know, and I want to know why I'm spiraling out of control. I want to understand what's going on with, within me. So we, I started therapy. And like I said in the last episode, every single therapist always told me, Shanna, you need to meditate. You need to quiet your mind. Really? Every one. I started to try, I, I started with a nighttime meditation and I tricked myself into meditating pretty much because I usually would fall asleep, mm-hmm. but I started to desire this meditation and I would do, you know, like maybe 10 minute ones. I like to go outside on my porch and drink coffee and look at the trees and you know, I just like that. That was part of my every day. So I decided in that, you know, in those 10 minutes that I do that outside, I'm going to just try to still my mind. And when I did, I didn't realize what was happening, but I was actually releasing hormones that I had been taking in pill form forever. Like stuff like serotonin, cortisol, which I didn't take cortisol, but serotonin, uh, melatonin, endorphins, the growth hormone. All those things, you know, and more, there's more. All those hormones are actually released in you when you meditate. So here I had been taking all these pills for all this time, not in my control, because these pills, once you take them, you have no control over them. I mean, I I absolutely was to the point where my kids were on the roof. I'd be like, hey, guys, probably should get down. (laughs) You know, I mean, people would tell me stuff, and I'm a very sensitive person. They'd be like, so-and-so died. That sucks. I'm going shopping. Do you want to go? I mean, like, I literally wasn't connecting anymore. I was numb. So here, when you're meditating and it's releasing naturally, it's now kind of controlled. You you are the one who is in control, and you are literally able to heal yourself. You don't need any of those things. You might need them, you know, if you're having a hard time and... And believe me, I, I've been there. But I didn't even realize that we even could could do this. So this was amazing. Even melatonin helps you sleep. I mean, my goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really interesting. And it, it also increases and releases dopamine. Wow. Yeah. So I was sleeping better. My anxiety had gone away. I have had anxiety since I was a child. Um, my pain started to cease because unknowingly I was creating space as I meditated. 
You know, I was creating this little space for myself, you know, in this time. I was giving myself that. That's self-love. Yes, self-love by getting help. And And my energy was starting to, like, stir, Mm. awaken. Ooh, I like that. So the things you were talking about as you described what um, your awakening was Mm -hmm. and how you could really feel connected. Yeah. I started to feel connected. Yeah. You know, I started to feel my energy expand outside of me. Yeah, I actually became... And I'm going to be completely honest. I used to look at these people that didn't want to, like, kill a bug and be like, oh, my God, you're freaking hippie, ridiculous. <laughs> but I felt connected to everything. I really found I was awakened to colors and nature and the sky and the way the leaves moved and the way flowers smelled, uh, the way animals and creatures were. And I, I, I felt like a deeper connection to everything around me. I mean, I was damn near crying over a tree. Oh, I was crying. I was crying over a tree that got cut down a few days ago. I mean, it's crazy. I never thought I'd be crying over a tree. That tree was my friend, okay? I would sometimes rather be it, that tree than most people. That tree was oh. amazing. It brought owls oh and hawks, and she actually wrote about it on just our Sense of Soul yes. Facebook and on our website. A beautiful tree brought me so much. But that's what I mean about the connection. You just have a deeper connection to everything and a deeper connection to people. What what else did we start to recognize as symptoms? Numbers started sticking out to us. Yeah, the meaning of numbers, synchronicity. Like, yeah, and and everything's just kind of started like aligning, mm-hmm. you know, like and just happening. Like, yeah. like it's almost like you're connecting dots. And then what ended up being revealed was some hidden gifts and talents that we had. Because we had suppressed them for so long because we never got to know ourselves. So when we were awakened, we were awakened to our true selves and found these gifts. And for me, one of my gifts was that I eventually figured out why I was being woken up at 3 a.m. Because I listened and I was still and I asked, is someone there? Is there a message? And I realized that I had been gifted with uh, Claire clear audience which is when you can hear messages mm-hmm. and I experienced that as one of my gifts so you were open I was open to receive to receive and I heard messages from some some people that had passed away and they were simple messages they weren't you know I'm not like a fortune teller or it was just simple messages that I was to give to their loved ones letting them know that there is another life there's more life. Did your ego try to pop in and steal away? That? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Resist it. Right. Yeah. And our because our world conditions you to think, oh, that's crazy. You're mm-hmm. you're hearing things. I even questioned a lot of my experiences that I had in the hospital during crossing over because you're told that that's just crazy. So back to that, you know, what do we believe our experiences or what we're told? And when it comes down to it, I cannot deny my own experiences. Exactly. You couldn't have said it more perfect. And I had to trust myself. I had to keep going back. I had to surrender. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. That was my phone. But absolutely. So I had, I I actually can recall a particular moment of awakening. Some people say, like, I've read lots of books, but some people say there's like a particular present moment that you'll never forget it's like the aha moment 
because I do believe that I've had many spiritual awakenings. So I feel like I've had many moments, but this moment was a moment that I truly became unfuckwithable. <laughs> okay, let's say that word again. Unfuckwithable. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> so I was outside um, and I was meditating and it was just, it was nothing big deal. It was just, a, I was being still. I was focusing on my breath allowing the noises around me to be part of my experiences. I was, you mean like right now with our girls in the background? Yeah. This noise. <laughs> so I, I mean, literally I was, I was okay with any thoughts that came in, any sounds, and I was just kind of letting them go, returning back to my breath, just being very still. Something happened inside. I'm not really sure exactly what was going on, but I had this deep, deep connection in peace. And literally, I can tell you, I have never been the same person. I look back on the old person. I can barely even understand or recognize that person. I am thankful and grateful for that person and for the journeys and the hard times and all that. But the person who literally said, I am not good at anything and I am worthless and all that, I don't know that person anymore. That person's gone. I mean... Yeah, and I can never go back. It's something that can never, ever be taken from me. But I needed to still my mind in order to find it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so stubborn. I think that God was like, well, number one, I'm sending you back. And (laughs) number two, he knew he had to be a little more abrupt with me because I'm so stubborn. But I remember as well after... My first asthma attack, going out and laying on a blanket in my parents' backyard. And I, I, was, I was forced to be still. He forced, I was forced yes. to be still yeah, because yeah. I, I couldn't hardly walk. I was right. so weak. I was so sick. And because I wouldn't listen and be still, I feel like he was like, okay, watch this. I'll make you be still. And I laid there and I can't even explain to you in words, how connected I felt and watch the clouds move and the leaves sway in the wind and the colors and were brighter. And I felt like I was part of all of it. And I felt the earth and I felt myself. And it was probably one of the most profound moments of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you were aware, you started to become aware of of the shift in your life. You were connected. So, Shanna, tell them, because it's so freaking funny, mm-hmm. tell them about your other story at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So, one of the first times it was very apparent to me that something had shifted in me, and <laughs> and I think that everybody around me might not get what I'm saying, and actually, they didn't, but I, I my dad passed away a few years ago, and the first Thanksgiving... After he passed, I decided to have Thanksgiving at my house, you know, to kind of take the stress off my mom. So, you know, we all sit down and my mom says grace and she says, I want to go around and I want everybody to talk about what they're thankful for. And my kids, you know, they just lived up to that. They, you know, I think, I thank God for this food and for our family and you know, and just each one of them, even the youngest ones, were, were seeing just the most beautiful things of being grateful um, for their food and their life and, and for each other. And then it got to me. 
<laughs> here I am, um, very awakened and had been really deeply connecting to my life and what I was thankful for already. So this was going to be, this is going to be gold for me. I, I got this one. <laughs> so it's my turn and I say, well, actually, you know, I am very thankful for all of my pain and suffering. I am thankful for all the hard times. And wait, what? My mom said, what? What? You're thankful for the suffering? <laughs> what? Oh, and then she just says, next. She doesn't even let me finish. <laughs> She's like, skip. And my kids are looking up from their prayer position. Like, Bomb, you just fucked up. Like, you just totally fucked up. And like you're crazy? Yes. And, and she didn't even let me finish, so I didn't get to really say what I was really... <laughs> But oh yeah, God. so I got skipped and later on my kids were laughing so hard with me. They're like, man, you just totally blew that. <laughs> and I just realized that actually I had had so much growth by that time. I, I mean, really, I had already been kind of awakened before my dad passed. And that had really helped me because I didn't look at death the absolute same. In mm-hmm. fact, I, I was able to be very strong through my dad's death. I was able to stay next to him to his last breath and guide him mm-hmm. as he crossed over. Yeah. And um, even though I felt so weak, like the weakest I've ever felt in my life because it was something I absolutely couldn't control. And my dad was a huge part of my daily life and he was just my rock, my whole existence. So when he passed, it was very difficult. And my, I remember my brother saying, oh my God, you're so strong. And I remember looking at him like, are you crazy? What? I'm, I'm like defeated, weak, you know, like mourning beyond. And he saw me as like the strength. So mm-hmm. it was so funny how other people around me were reacting to my awakenness. And I tell you, there was something that just lit up in me. I wanted everyone to experience it. I just, I wanted to share it. I wanted to spread so, it. Even when you were feeling dumb, you were, you were the light. Oh, yeah, I guess so, and I didn't even know. Yeah? Yeah. That's the beauty of awakening. Yeah, you spread. It spreads. It starts to spread um, within your body, and then it spreads outside of your aura, and, you know, you hope that it expands all the way out to the universe. I want to share a quote that I love by one of my most favorite people in the world, Eckhart Tolle. And, And it kind of sums up how I feel about my awakening and his quote goes like this you are not separate from the whole you are one with the sun the earth and the air you do not have a life you are life Mm. i love love that me too and he actually has an amazing book um but it's called the power of now Mm. and i mean literally it's called the is it called awakening the power of now it is yeah we'll put it in our notes for sure. But um, also, Oprah and him have a podcast about it. Every single episode is a chapter, so it's like a guide to get through the book. I mean, actually, I think even if you don't get the book, you can still listen to the episodes and get so much from it. So here's one more I want to read really fast because it goes with what me and you were just saying. It says, when you, when you look at a tree and, and perceive its stillness, you become still yourself. You connect with it at a very deep level. And I think that explains what me and you were talking about. 
made me want to cry about my tree again. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. that was my tree. It was your tree. I loved well, it that tree, It wasn't my tree too. because the tree was on my, it, pretty much, let me just explain. The tree itself, the it was the like the biggest tree in the neighborhood. Most of the tree was in my yard, but the trunk of the tree was in my neighbor's. Oh. So instead of waking up to birds, I woke up to chainsaw. And I just was kind of very embarrassed. You know, like I feel like I lost my friend. You know what's funny is that we thought we were crazy before, and <laughs> now, we're now over trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And that's our new normal. And I was very <laughs> surprised. I was, so, I was so sad. But it bring my birds, my hawks, my owls. Oh my god! I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's kind of talk about now. Once you have this awareness, this openness, this connection, like what are the things now? We talked about like synchronicity synchronicity um just is like this this validation that you're on the right path like i see 222 all day long i'm like thanks there it is i'm yeah, there yeah for me as uh, synchronicity mean you have it all the time oh yeah we that is like constant would be huge it, it's huge it's where you are thinking about something and songs pop up or when you call a I called Shanna to tell her about something, and she literally just looked it up online. It's, like she said, the numbers. Or you ask for a sign, and there it is. Yeah. So, for me, it's like the source, the Holy Spirit, sending me, the universe, sending me... Validation. Validation. And it happens all the time. And at first, I used to think, oh my God, it's so weird. And now it's becoming a normal, and it's not coincidence, and I absolutely love it. So I have a crazy story about synchronicity. I mean, I have so many. Yeah. In fact, we're going to do a podcast because we have so many fun ones, and we'd love to actually hear your synchronicity stories if you are able to comment, you know, and tell us before our show. We'd totally, yeah, you know, add them so to our fun. show. So yeah. the synchronicity is like the spiritual. There's no way, you know, this could have happened. This is just crazy. So I had this one. My mom had called me one Saturday morning at seven twenty-two, and I was like, "Mom." She, you know, she's asking me all these questions. I'm like, it's Saturday morning. It's 7.22. I was like, can I call you back? And I, so I hang up. So I go downstairs because the dog heard me awake. And I, I went downstairs to let the dog out. And the news was on the TV because um, someone else was already up. And I laid on the couch. And all of a sudden, I hear this commercial. And it's going, it's 7.22. It's 7.22. I remember this. It says 7.22 throughout the entire commercial. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got pause on, you know, on our live TV now. So I pause it. I rewind it. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What? And so then I look at my phone. Okay, am I crazy? Did my mom call me at 7.22? Did I just tell her 7.22? That is the only words I had said that morning. Mm -hmm. And then I go downstairs and that's the only thing I hear. Yeah. Seven twenty two. I'm like, this is how is this possible? Yeah. So then I'm like, well, because it's so amazing, I decided to look up what does seven twenty two meant you know mean. Mm-hmm. Well that day I was taking a class and I I was a little um well I guess I wasn't sure about my path at the time, this and that. And literally that's what seven twenty two I found on the internet anyways, that seven twenty two was uh, the seven number was a spiritual number and the 22 is a guiding number and together they make this um you know this message of for the universe or whoever really really supports 
your spiritual endeavors. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what it said. Yeah. And I was like, you're kidding me. This is what I needed. And you still see, don't you see, is it twos or ones? The twos. I twos see them all day. All day. All day. Yeah. In the weirdest places. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. So one big synchronicity that pops into my mind, and I'm not trying to one-up you, but it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> trying to one-up you. What is that? Um, so my first asthma attack, I was oh. saved by a fireman this who is story. was from Station 6. And then my second asthma attack, I, I was saved um, by a gentleman from Station 13. And I woke up out of my coma on 6-13 of 13. So 6 and 13 are my numbers. I mean, there's so much more to that story, but yeah, the numbers, uh, station you six. Have to call. You <laughs> so have to. the fireman that saved me the first time, his name, um, he was, his name was John Woodruff Sr. Yeah, and I, I can say that. I know that they wouldn't care. Um, and he he was with station six. And then his son, John Woodruff Jr. from station 13 saved me the same um, from an asthma attack as well. 18 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about synchronicity. But yes. And we'll it, talk more about that in yeah. another episode. I too. love synchronicity. I, I It's so fun. It, it is. Yeah. And I just, whenever I have it, I, well, I used to like freak out like every time. Like, can you believe this? This is so yeah. crazy. Now it happens so often throughout my day mm-hmm. that it's like, just validation. How, how just... about this? When we were trying to come up with a name for the podcast, I was yeah. just kind of praying on it and thinking about a name, and I started seeing SOS everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I went to get my hair done, and my cousin told me, oh, there's this new product for damaged hair that you should go get, and it was called SOS. Like, what are the odds? That is synchronicity. Yeah. That was the universe telling me that we needed to stick with sense of soul. I saw a truck, a semi-truck with that on it. So, yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, and that's what about my fun. rock? I just bought this stone at the Renaissance Festival this past weekend. I just bought it. I don't know what, I didn't know what stone this was. I didn't know, you know, what its healing properties were. I just thought it was really cool looking. I bring it home. I look up what a septarian is, and it's actually a stone that helps you speak, that helps reach your audience mm. in order to help, um, you know, spread your light and love and and teach and I, it's just amazing it's, it's like, like everything it's yeah. like a podcast stone <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally maybe, is. maybe we'll rename it it's the podcast yeah, stone. it should be it is and it looks stone. like a lump of a like a dinosaur egg yeah they also <laughs> call it a dragon's egg actually. oh do they is, is it's other name it's awesome yeah so i have a quote too um i and i love this quote it's actually by his name is pierre Telhard de chardin which is like a french <laughs> name obviously um my French roots did not help me with that name. Uh, no, anyways. it sure didn't. Tell how yeah. he shut down. I should, should I say it with an accent? No. Yeah. So, but he is actually, he was like a priest. Okay. Okay. So, and he is, I'm sure you've heard this quote. And if you haven't, you'll probably never forget it because it's a great one. It's, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm. So, sit on that. Yeah. So I know another thing that Mandy and I um, did, we both did, and she was probably better at it than me, is journaling through this. Yeah. You know, when I was in rehab for my addiction, they taught me the five Ps. I think I've turned it into like seven. (laughs) But (laughs) you uh, pick up a pen, you put it to paper, 
gives you perspective. It takes away the power it has over you. And then you pray on it. And then if you still are struggling with surrendering it, surrendering it or letting it go, then you pick up a phone and talk <sighs> to someone about it. So, yes, my seven Ps. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Maybe we should put that in our notes, too, so yeah. people can can write that one down and remember it. Because I really, I love that. I don't even mm-hmm. think I remember that one. Mm-hmm. But other things that you could do um, is, I, I do, if you're having a hard time, you're spiraling out of control, I do recommend therapy. I mean, go see a therapist, a counselor, a soul coach. Absolutely. That's where I think it started for both of us. I did Definitely EMDR. Um, EMDR was amazing. You can do. You can see a Reiki master. You can come see me you if you get, want to. Get massages. You could take a Reiki class, even. Yeah. Help you connect. You could do yoga. You know, exercise. Go outside. That's you me. could. Just yeah. You could just sit and be still. Educate yourself. Absolutely. You know, read. So um, much out there. Go. Yeah. Go. Find your your journey and your own knowledge and your soul tribe. Yeah. You know, because that's another thing that ends up. Um, it's like a synchronicity or whatever, but there's these people that you end up kind of like grouping around you, like minded people who support your journey. Um, they don't think you're crazy (laughs) (laughs) that you're crying over a tree. They might cry with you. Find that person. Yeah. Find that person. Um, and, and you know, the thing is, is that you start to stray away from the things that separate us. And so instead of you know, just living for you, you know, and your um, egotistical (laughs) um, dreams, you start, there's a diff, there's something deeper. So you have to like go deeper. Sometimes that involves healing, Mm -hmm. healing. Well, it usually always will involve healing and finding out what is blocking you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The things that are getting in your way, whether it's anxiety, insecurities, Yourself. Doubt. <laughs> yeah, all these things need to be discovered and they need to be, you know, you become aware to them, you sit with them. Even the pain, the pain's like part of the body. It's just trying to send you messages like, hello, I need awareness here. Mm-hmm. I know I had a kidney stone after my dad died. You know, that was like typical in Eastern medicine to have a kidney stone after um, you may experience um, times of being unrooted or losing um, security. So that, mm-hmm. that the kidneys would be affected. So that mm-hmm. that's amazing to me. And I low back pain may, you know, say that oh, you God, are not rooted. Yeah. Or headaches may say you're overthinking. So connecting to your body and um, listening to it, you know, we need to deeply kind of discover all of these things within ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, and, and another one that I love that you recently put on our Facebook sense of soul was the earthing. And I've talked about that for a long time. It's, you know, it's not, if my mom was here, she would say that as a little girl, I hated shoes. I've always hated shoes. I always, I I I have the feet of stones, but I I just love connecting. I've always loved connecting. I, I would so shoes and carpet and all that's uncomfortable to me. What's comfortable to me is earthing. And so much, um, can good comes from earthing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have that on there. Go on there and check that out. It's really Do you cool. remember, I used to always tell you how free I felt. Oh, God. 
you used and I and you know what I was in a dark place at that time and I didn't quite comprehend what you meant <laughs> but I had literally had had kind of really started to bring my awareness to like my unprocessed emotions my negative behavior patterns I was really sitting with you know childhood stuff and revisiting old relationships that may not have been healed you know, sometimes it's great things or sometimes it's just small realizations that turn into something larger, like another awakening even. Uh, I, I went through an ancestral journey. I cannot wait to share with you guys. But that was a huge awakening for me. So there's many awakenings within the awakening. Absolutely. I've had many. And each one of them frees you. I love every it. Every time. I love it. You, you know, I actually uh, did a post one time about... Picturing myself twirling around like a ballerina without all of these strings and, and cords that I had attached to people and their stuff and, and the mm. world and the conditions. And that I wanted to learn to just spread my arms and twirl and dance without having all of those cords. And I can say that I am closer to that goal. Of course, I have to work on it daily. But I'm able to twirl. And when I think of you saying the word free, I think of myself just twirling freely so seeing a reiki you know a reiki practitioner or connecting with your body through yoga or meditation you know just being still long enough to be able to discover you know these deep things within you and also the passion within you i know for me i had little um little glimpses of probably my purpose throughout my life but like mandy said they're dimmed you know because the world's like no that's not that's not going to be successful <laughs> you know if you, you you're not going to probably be able to pay your bills being a quilter <laughs> but maybe you can you know yeah. that way you know and i did i discovered some things that i had no well, idea i could do isn't it amazing that when you connect with your soul and you become the true you the universe gives back you're that's always amazing. taken care of so let me just add one more thing there is an amazing movie that literally changed my life and it's called the shift Oh, yes. And in that movie... It's, it's with Wayne Dyer. It's a Hay House production. It is amazing. And in that movie, they talk all about the awakening. And it resonated with me. And I would highly recommend you watching it. Yeah. I mean, even your husband watched it as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I sent it. it out to like everybody I know because I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all free. On YouTube, yeah. If you just look up, like I don't know, search Wayne Dyer, The Shift. It's just, it's awesome. You yeah. got You got to check it out. So this week's challenge, Mandy, I want to challenge people to be still. To be still. Yeah. And can I add really fast mm-hmm. that for all you busy moms out there and dads that are Ubering your kids around to sports and school and summer activities, that sometimes. I am just still in my car. I just, right before you go in. Yeah, or when I'm waiting to pick Trent up from volleyball. Mm-hmm. I literally... So this doesn't have to be like this big extravaganza, <laughs> you know, where you have to like have an sit altar. in a garden with an altar. and No, do it in your freaking car with your Starbucks in hand, with your knee up, and just be still. You can do it in your car. You can no do it ex- anywhere. No expectations. No judgments. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no right way to do it, no wrong way to do it. Just a few minutes, sit with yourself. 
Um, you can do it in the morning, like Mandy said, in the car. It doesn't matter. You might hear, you know, kids screaming in the background. You might have thoughts that pop in your head, like, I forgot the bacon at the store. I mean, whatever, <laughs> you know, you may hear. The bacon. Right. Or, or maybe you'll hear, like, I told myself. Um, you might hear, I, I suck at this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you hear, let that thought come through. Okay? Just go ahead and, and be aware of your thoughts. Because that's the purpose of this. So if you're hearing this and it, whatever, you're, whatever you're seeing, hearing, smelling, just take it all in. Just be the observer of everything. The witness of the thoughts, mm-hmm. your emotions, you know, what you hear. Be, just be still, have awareness and connect. I'd like to start with my breath. You know, I like to focus on my breath going in and out. And I like to, you know, feel the air, feel my body. You may have pains. If you do, breathe into them. Just it's, just breathe. And when the thoughts do come in, and you're the witness and the awareness, just acknowledge them. You can even make a mental note of them. But then just return back to your breath. Just return back to your breath. And then maybe even later on, write down, you know, the things that you needed, that you made that mental note about. Actually, I would suggest journaling after a period. Journal your experience, write down your thoughts of um, if there was any specific realizations that came or if they they didn't. And that can be on your phone while you're sitting in your car. Shanna does a lot of her journaling on her phone. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, anywhere. (laughs) Um, Mandy likes to write. I do. I do. I, I have to like write. see my big, huge, bubbly, messy handwriting. <laughs> and that, that hurts my hands, so whatever. But why don't we just take a few minutes to practice this? Just just probably not more than two minutes. We're, I just want you to experience and see what I do. And I don't, I don't know if I do it right. It's right for me. And that's okay. But the, I'm just going to give you an example. So let's just take this moment right now just to be still. We don't need meditation music. We don't need anything. Just, just our breath. And embrace. You'll probably have to embrace all the noises around us, like our two girls playing downstairs and the clock. But that's part of it. That's part of accepting those in. It is. Be. So let's start. Take a few deep breaths and just kind of letting go with this moment, letting go of yesterday and tomorrow and just focusing on right now. A great way to do this is bringing the focus on your breath. Let that breath come in and out. Let thoughts come in and out. Breathing in to any pain and exhaling out the pain. If you're hearing noises, that's okay. Hear it. Make that mental note and then return back to your breath. Allowing this peaceful moment of stillness that you deserve. Quiet. 
quieting the ego and allowing that connection to the soul. Breathing into the soul. Always returning to your breath. You may even end with a really deep breath and blowing out anything else that doesn't serve this purpose for this moment, this presence. So something came to me, and I'm just going to share it because I think it's good to end on. Remember, listeners, progress, not perfection. I love that. We hope that you guys will join us next week for coffee as the journey continues and we dive deeper into the identification of the soul and the ego and the differences of the two. To support us, please subscribe, rate, and review. And thank you all for joining us and listening.